the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome into a windy Tuesday edition of Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. As always, bringing you everything Oklahoma State here on Locked On Pokes. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country, covering Oklahoma State for you every day, Monday through Friday. Of course, this week will be out on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving to everyone, by the way. But be back on Friday to preview Bedlam. Glad everyone is with me. It is Tuesday of game week, and you know what that means. It means we're taking a listen to what Mike Gundy had to say in his press conference yesterday. And yesterday really might have been his best press conference of the season. He, he had some really good stuff uh, when he was asked about Oklahoma's offense. He, he really broke it down and kind of told us exactly what he thinks about Oklahoma's offense. Some great stuff there. Uh, he even threw some shade at uh, some schools around the country. Didn't name anybody, but as far as recruiting goes and, and how some schools like to handle that. So uh, we've got a lot to, get, lot to get to today with Mike Gundy. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Let's just start with his opening statement for his press conference yesterday, talking about the win against West Virginia and who looked good on Saturday. So uh, it was a good win by the team. Um, post-game comp- uh, comments were very accurate. Um, Drew Brown played good. Offensive line played much better in the second half. Um, Chuba was effective, uh, both rushing and, uh, and receiving, obviously, with him. Um, most of the passes he catches are behind the line, so it's just rushing, rushing yards, just a different way to get the ball to him. So he was just uh, right about 200 yards, maybe a little under. He was effective, but defense was, was really good. Um, didn't give up big plays uh, for touchdowns, uh, and we tackled uh, very well for the most part. So, so overall, it was, a, uh, it was a good day for us, and um, um, got back together last night and started working on, uh, on the next game and obviously game planning and moving forward with Oklahoma. Thought it was interesting a lot of the stuff that he had to say yesterday about Drew Brown talking about his ability to manage the game, uh, and and he was asked about Drew Brown's maturity and just how much that helped him on Saturday. Uh, and there's a question here in the middle. It was kind of a follow up question to what Mike Gundy said about Drew Brown, so I left that in. Uh, so here's Mike Gundy yesterday when asked about Drew Brown and his maturity. He played a lot of games, right? 23, 24 games in his career. Um, he has a good demeanor. He's been around a lot. He's practiced a lot. Uh, he handled himself better than what I thought, but I don't know what I thought. I don't know what I had to base that on. Um, I, I just said, okay, you're starting for the first time ever in a Big 12 game. You're playing on the road. A tough place to play at times. Now, the stadium wasn't quite like it normally is based on Thanksgiving holiday and maybe an early morning game. Maybe they haven't won enough games. I don't know. But you're still playing. The weather's average. Um, so he played really well, in my opinion, for the circumstances. That part of it, that that maturity that he showed has that kind of benefited him through the last couple of years, or benefited just being him being around. No question. He, I've said this in here several times. You know, he's been voted a captain and not even stepped on the field for the most part. That's it's not easy to do. Um, we all know the time and the day we're in with the transfer portal and all those things, which um, that's a part of college football now. That's not going away. Uh, um, so, particularly quarterbacks. You know, if there's a position that you can justify guys moving around, it's quarterbacks because if you get behind a guy, you're behind a guy, just like the, just like the guy at LSU. 
if he wouldn't have used the portal, you might not ever know about him. So um, Drew's been very good from that standpoint. Yeah, I certainly think that Drew Brown is a mature player. All the starts that he's had, he had 25 at Hawaii, had his first start last week on the road in a Big 12 conference game. And, and I do think that he played well. It, it's just, you, you know, as I alluded to yesterday, you lose kind of the explosiveness with Spencer Sanders. It takes an element of your offense away. But just because Drew Brown can't do that doesn't mean that he can't win you a football game, and he did on Saturday. Put a couple of nice drives together in the fourth quarter, and Oklahoma State uh, went and got a big road win in the Big 12 Conference. Now we'll see how that transla translates to this week against Oklahoma. Uh, you, you know, also a, a big – moment in that game on Saturday, and I totally forgot to talk about it yesterday, was the goal line stand in the second quarter in which West Virginia looked like they scored, but it was dangerously close. So the ball was put on about the two-inch line, and West Virginia ran back-to-back -back quarterback sneaks from about the two-inch line. Oklahoma State shut them both down, and then West Virginia fall started, failed to get in on third down, and had to kick a field goal. That was a huge sequence in the second quarter of that game, and Mike Gundy was asked about that goal line stand specifically and here's what he had to say last night I told the team that that's that's what won the game very seldom do we ever talk about situations in a game in the second quarter um, and I don't ever remember seeing the ball that close to the goal line and both teams lined up and both their helmets were essentially over the goal line both sides and it looked like a pure rugby scrum you had like 20 guys piled up in a pile and um, fighting and scratching and pulling guys back and so on and so forth. And it happened twice. And then, then we were able to get the penalty. And then Trace was able to get pressure on the quarterback and knock, knock his arm down and held him to a field goal. And that's when the game was won right there. And it was very well done. And, and I made note of that last night with the team. He's right. There aren't many times where you look to a, a sequence of plays that takes place in the second quarter and you point to that as something that won you the game. But that was a big moment in that game. And for Oklahoma State's defense to come up with that goal line stand, it's, you know, it's four points on the scoreboard. But when a team basically has the ball right there on top of the goal line and you force them to a field goal, especially with all the troubles West Virginia has had in the red zone and has had scoring touchdowns. I think you plant even more of a seed of doubt in, in West Virginia's minds that they're going to be able uh, to get it done. And, and I think that you give yourself even that much more confidence going forward throughout the rest of the game that you can shut them down after that huge goal line stance. So that was big uh, in that game for Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy, you know, there, there's some talk about senior day and, and the last question, the last quote that we'll hear uh, or one of the last ones we'll hear in the last segment from Mike Gundy is about senior day. But he was asked early on in the press conference about one of his seniors, Marcus Keyes. And Marcus Keyes is a guy, you know, he's an offensive lineman. Those guys don't get a lot of shine, uh, especially with what, what the offensive line's been about the last five years or so in Stillwater. But one guy who has been a constant and who has been steady and turned into a really good player for Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State is Marcus Keyes. Marcus Keyes is now essentially a four-year starter for Oklahoma State. He's missed two games in his career. And uh, Mike Gundy was just asked about Marcus Keyes and him being a senior and what he has meant to this program. He's been awesome. You know, it's interesting. You know, we, we talk about recruiting all the time. And um, we, we, we signed him on signing day. We, we, we lost somebody. Um, I'm guessing probably Texas took one of our players, which is pretty common. And then we went down and grabbed Marcus and uh, big debate about whether he's going to be big enough or whatever. But he met all the other criteria. He uh, intelligent, can process information. Um, mama raised him right, plays hard, tough, 
comes in here and he's basically a four-year starter. And he nobody recruited him. I think he was committed to the Raging Cajuns, which they're not, I'm not saying they're not anybody, but let's just say Power Fives. And we were able to get him up here, and he's been a great player for us. He should be an all-conference player. And based on the success that Chuba's having, you know, Chuba's at over 2,000 total yards of offense now. Uh, Marcus uh, should be up for some All-American awards. Great stuff from Mike Gundy. It was a great press conference yesterday, and we have just barely scratched the surface. Uh, after the break, we're going to hear Mike Gundy's thoughts about Oklahoma's offense, how to defend Jalen Hurts. I mean, a couple of long answers by Mike Gundy, but it is really good stuff, really insightful, uh, sparked a lot of conversation yesterday on Twitter about what Mike Gundy is calling a one-man show in Norman. So we'll have that after the break. Remind everybody about DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. If you're listening on the go and can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash offers. All right, I am Colby Powell. I'm taking a break. We'll hear more Mike Gundy coming up next here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pokes here on Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Cannot wait for Thanksgiving to roll around on Thursday. Might even talk a little tomorrow about Thanksgiving. My favorite Thanksgiving foods and the, the one thing I don't like that everyone else seems to like, which I'm sure will spark controversy. So probably do a little Thanksgiving talk uh, tomorrow on Thanksgiving Eve, if you will. Today we're hearing from Mike Gundy. Uh, we need to get right back into it because he had a long answer when he was asked about Oklahoma's offense. And I mean, this is really insightful stuff here from Mike Gunny. It's a long answer. He pauses a couple times there uh, in the middle, pauses for effect to, to let everybody kind of take in what he's putting down. He's got a lot of numbers in here, but this is a one of the best answers of the year from Mike Gundy, one of the most insightful answers of the year when he was asked what he thinks about OU's dynamic offense, and uh, it kind of goes on a little bit of a tangent. Here's Mike Gundy yesterday. Well, I, I, you know what? About two thirty in the morning, I finished this before I went home. I'm gonna give you. We got any history buffs in here? I'm gonna give you some. Of you, most of y'all are too young, but guys that have been around for a while, I'm gonna give you some numbers here and see if anybody can do this. Okay? I got a. I got a, a, a prize if anybody can tell me what the answer is. Okay? And I know nobody knows it because I was the only one at two thirty working. I'm gonna give you some numbers. One thirty-seven. 143, 125, 171, 153, 105, and 140. Okay, now I'll give you the last one, 180. Okay. So you asked me about their offense. There was a guy that played at OU named Thomas Slott. He had 137 carries a season. There was a guy that played OU named J.C. Watts. He averaged 143 carries. A guy named Charles Thompson, he averaged 125 carries. A guy named Steve Davis averaged 171 carries. A guy named Jamel Holloway averaged 153 carries. 
guy named Baker Mayfield averaged 105 carries and a guy named Murray that averaged 140. Now who, who averaged 100, who's got 180 rushes this year? They're a wishbone team, guys. They're just lined up in the spread. Okay? He's 449 of their offensive plays have been him either throwing it or carrying it. The next closest guy on their team has 114. So take those numbers into account. Forever, we thought wishbone quarterbacks were the guys that carried the ball a lot. This guy's got 180 rushes. It's a one-man show. I mean, this is a triple option team, okay? And it's just disguised as the spread. You got to tackle him. You got to make plays on him. I mean, it's a one-man show. And uh, you got to give the guy credit. He's taken hit after hit after hit after hit. So um, I started thinking about that last night when I was watching it. And I said, I'm going to put some numbers together. And I'm not real good with numbers, but I think I'm fairly accurate. Some of those I took, like Steve Davis played three years. Thomas played three years. I averaged his carries. Those were, those were and Baker and Kyler were on, were on 14 games. He's only on 11. So when you talk about their offense, 449 times he's had an outcome in the play. And 180 of them was him rushing the football. So it's triple option just disguised in the spreads all it is. So we got to stop the quarterback. We got to tackle him. We got to get him down. Mike Gundy calling OU's offense the triple option designed as the spread and calling Jalen Hurts a one-man show. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why. I felt like that hurt some OU fans' feelings yesterday, at least based on what I saw on Twitter. Uh, you know, the one-man show thing. A lot of people are, are, are saying, uh, well, I think maybe C.D. Lamb would like a word. And I'm like, would he? Would C.D. Lamb like a word? I just did a quick search to see if CeeDee Lamb's in the top 50 in the country in receptions per game. He's not. Let's go see if he's in the top 100 in the country in receptions per, net, per game. I bet we can find He's T87 in the country in receptions per game. T87. I mean, come on now. 4.6 catches a game for CeeDee Lamb? It's a one-man show, folks. CeeDee Lamb's great. He's going to be great in the NFL. It's a one-man show in Norman. It's Jalen Hurts. You pull up his game-by-game -game stats, you would think as the season's gone on, they would want him to carry the ball less, right? Your quarterback's taking a bunch of hits. I mean, he, uh, earlier in the season, he carried it 17 times against Texas, and it's like, whoa, he carried it 17 times against That is a lot. And then all he did since, he only had 10 against West Virginia, but that was a blowout. He had 19 carries against Kansas State, 22 against Iowa State, 27 against Baylor, 28 against TCU. It's the Jalen Hurts show. Now, is this a little uh, reverse psychology, you know, saying, okay, we're just focusing on one guy and try to get OU to give the ball to other people? Who, who knows? Maybe it's a little gamesmanship by Mike Gundy. But nothing he said there about Jalen Hurts and OU's offense is inaccurate, as Mike Gundy would say. Uh, so, so then he was asked, let, let's keep going here. So then he was asked, so how do you defend a guy who presents the unique challenges that Jalen Hurts presents? You have to, uh, you have to, you got to play five on five or six on six or seven on seven, because of their, 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 you know, the willingness for them to run him and his willingness to run, and he's an extra guy. So, like when we had Spencer, Spencer's the extra guy. So the box numbers are equal. You guys know that five man, six man, seven man box. You're five on five, six on six, or seven on seven. 
and sometimes against them because they're triple option. You can watch the tape. Back comes here and he blocks. They fake to the other back. He goes up and blocks and he runs the ball. That's just triple option. So um, in most cases, they're going to have equal numbers. So you have to be able to get off blocks and you got to be able to tackle. That's what it comes down to. But the more I watched it, I kept thinking, there's only one guy that ever touches the ball, and it's him. It's a one-man show. There it is again, one-man show, one-man show. There's only one guy that touches the ball. He's really emphasizing there's only one guy, one-man show. Let's just worry about Jalen Hurts. Let's just get Jalen Hurts on the ground. I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship here, but I also think he realizes that, okay, okay. You want to run him 28 times? Okay, we're going to focus all of our efforts on that one guy. And, you know, if Kennedy Brooks beats us, maybe Kennedy Brooks beats us. There, there's going to be a time in Saturday's game, I'm telling you right now, prepare yourself. There's going to be a time in Saturday's game where Kennedy Brooks takes a handoff around the corner and Oklahoma State was loaded up to stop Jalen Hurts and Kennedy Yards breaks it for, for 40, 50 yards uh, before somebody can track him down. That's going to happen on Saturday. It's part of it. He talked about the numbers there. The, the biggest thing when your quarterback can run, just like he said, you, you know, if you're a defense and you've got six guys in the box and it's just five offensive linemen, a quarterback and a running back, well, if he turns around and hands that ball off, now you've got six guys in the box and they've only got five blockers. That quarterback's not a blocker. All of a sudden, now you've got six guys in the box, same formation. Let's say he's in the shotgun with the running back next to him, five linemen. All of a sudden, he takes that snap. That running back goes to block a linebacker. Well, now what do you have? You've got six blockers. You've got six in the box. Somebody's got to win. That's what Oklahoma State has to do. And, and health on defense is a big part of that. Oklahoma State's playing much better on defense. They're going to have to win because it's not going to be any of this, you, you know, we've got six guys and you've got five blockers. That isn't how it works. Not with Jalen Hurts. Not with 27 and 28 carries a game from Jalen Hurts. So uh, it, it is a one-man show in Norman. Now, stopping it. That's not as easy. You, you know, OU turns the ball over, uh, or OU gets zero points twice late in the game inside the 10-yard line of TCU. If they score both those times instead of, you, you know, coming away with zero points, all of a sudden that game is a blowout, OU covers the spread, nobody's concerned. So you got to force OU to make mistakes because uh, that offense can still move the ball, one-man show or not. That one man is pretty good, and they're certainly uh, going to be able to rack up some yardage against Oklahoma State. You just have to be able to bend but don't break, similar to what Oklahoma State did this past Saturday against uh, a much less potent offense in West Virginia. All right, let's take a break, come back on the other side. Mike Gundy was asked about a little smaller senior class this year, much smaller than usual, not not quite the star power some of the ones in the past have had. Uh, and he was also asked if he likes Bedlam at the end of the season where it is this year or in the middle where it'll be next year. Uh, and he had a nice joke about recruiting in there as well whenever he started talking about that. So that's coming up next. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad you are with me. Send me your tweets, all your thoughts, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. All your Bedlam thoughts, your Drew Brown thoughts, your Jalen Hurts thoughts. Is OU's offense a one-man show? Do you think this is gamesmanship by Mike Gundy? What do you think about everything Oklahoma State's head coach had to say yesterday at his press conference? Uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, looking ahead a little bit to this weekend, talking about senior day. Uh, you know, 
Not a bunch of big-name seniors in this one. Uh, obviously, we talked about Marcus Keys earlier. A.J. Green is a senior. But Mike Gundy was asked about having a little smaller senior class this year, not maybe the same star power that it's had in the past. Uh, it, Mike Gundy was asked how different is it having a little bit of the smaller senior class. Uh, and here's what he had to say. You know, it's our, our younger players are the ones that get the national awards. Um, like I was just asking, how many catches does Wallace have this year before he got hurt? Yeah, so he's at 53. C.D. Lamb has 52. So that'll give you an example of how explosive he was. He hadn't played in how many games? I don't know how many games he hadn't played in. He already had 53 catches. And C.D.'s a good player, and he's got 52. So um, it's a little unique. And then your other explosive guy is an underclassman. But each class that we have, and this is a small class for us. This is kind of a rollover year for us. You have the guys in there that make it special. You know, A.J. Green's been fantastic. Marcus uh, has been fantastic, okay? Um, there's just not as many starters. I mean, 72's been fantastic. I even played in, in uh, practice on Thursday. I played six heavy metal songs during practice just for him. Uh, and it's the best practice he ever had. So uh, you've got a certain number of guys, and I'm, I'm forgetting some, but you have a certain number of guys that make it special. And it's that way every year. Yeah, you know, senior day is always special. Uh, you get to see the guys walk who, who you've been watching, some of them, you know, like A.J. Green and Marcus Keys for four years, some guys who came on late, uh, a guy like Drew Brown who transferred in, and, and he'll be a senior, and he'll walk on Saturday. Mike Gundy did go ahead, and uh, he was asked and just very quickly said that none of the younger guys are going to walk on Saturday. We've seen that in the past. You know, Justin Blackman walked because it was a given that he was going to the NFL. You know, Chuba and Tylen, those guys could go to the NFL, but it's certainly no guarantee that they will be. So none of the younger guys will walk on Saturday. Uh, A.J. Green's been phenomenal. It's not going to be the same without A.J. Green in the secondary next year. Uh, if, if you'll notice, A.J. Green's name hasn't really been getting called very much here lately. It's because they're really not throwing the ball to his side of the field very often. He's not getting beat very often. Sure, it happens from time to time. That's football. Not everybody's Stephon Gilmore, who had more catches in Sunday's game than Amari Cooper. Don't get me started. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be different without A.J. Green, who's really kind of turned himself into a lockdown corner. Uh, Mike Gundy was also asked, you know, Thanksgiving weekend Bedlam. Next year, they've moved it up. It's earlier in the season. Mike Gundy was asked if he likes Bedlam at the end of the season or in the middle. Kind of starts talking about the recruiting calendar and all that. Uh, and then he throws some serious shade with what is only half a joke right here at the end. Take a listen. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think they need to move it around like they do every other game. Um, I don't know why I think that, but either way, it, it doesn't make any difference. Um, I think the one adjustment they're going to next year is you don't have two open dates. Is that correct? So they're going back to a, a normal routine, um, which I think is smart because if you, if you play in the championship game, you're playing this week. If you don't, you're finishing up a week ago. Hypothetically, I'm building a scenario if it was this year. And then, see, contact period starts on Sunday for recruiting. So you're not penalized by being in the championship game. And you can get out and recruit and do all the things you need to do and get in the homes before um, you know teams from other parts of the country get in and try to buy their players. I'm just joking. <laughs> teams from other parts of the country do that. I mean, Oklahoma State doesn't. but. So I was listening to, uh, to the press conference, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to include the answer about Bedlam being at the end of the season or in the middle. And then he, he talked about other programs going out and buying their players right there at the end. I'm like, okay, how can I not? 
how can I not uh, throw in the bit about uh, folks buying their players and, and the recruiting talk there from Mike Gundy. So uh, good stuff from Mike Gundy. Tweet me and let me know. You like Bedlam at the end of the season? You think it'll be better earlier on in the year? At Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. Uh, who knows? Maybe you'll feel differently after we all sit in the cold on Saturday night because it is not supposed to be uh, warm. The high on Saturday is supposed to be 61, but I think that's supposed to be like overnight from Friday into Saturday, and then a, a cold front is sweeping through on Saturday afternoon. So I think it'll be in the 30s or 40s with a north wind uh, for the game, and with it being a 7 o'clock kickoff, by the time it's over, it's going to be real cold. So if you're going to the game, uh, don't be fooled by your weather app. Make sure that you dress warm. Uh, all right, that's all for today. Tomorrow we'll take a look inside the numbers between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. We will recap tonight's college football playoff rankings, uh, what changes, obviously, with Oregon losing. That's a big domino. Penn State loses. That's a big domino. Uh, we'll see where Alabama falls in another week. Minus Tua, Utah, OU, all those good things tonight on the college football playoff rankings. Uh, and then I will tell you the one Thanksgiving dish that everyone loves that just is not for me. That's all tomorrow. Thanks for listening to another edition of Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day.